uh, Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh, she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by, I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer. And uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian. I never thought, he never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled. Vardar, the Macedonian handball team, wins the EHF Champions League title, and all of Macedonia, and Macedonians everywhere, erupt with passion, pride, and genuine joy, proving once again that everything is downstream of culture. In this case, the cultural venue is sports, and Macedonians around the world have once again shown the world that they are proud Macedonians, and proud of their country, the Republic of Macedonia. This was made abundantly clear after the championship game when Vardar captain Stoyanchai Stoilov gave a statement for the press and ended it by stating that this was a great victory, quote, for us and my country, the Republic of Macedonia. We'll discuss all of this and probably not much more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko coming to you from the center of Tucson, Arizona. And this is Tretan Sulemanov calling in from a soon-to-be-crazily noisy and hectic Skopje, Republic of Macedonia. Amen. Yes, we are recording this on uh, Monday, June 3rd. So uh, as we are recording this, the Vardar team is just landing at uh, the Skopje airport and will be making its way to the Plostad. I think that's where the celebrations are going to be, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and and so are you, but you're not going to make it down there because you're recording this, so... Uh, we'll, we'll keep this short. Yeah, we will um, we'll be monitoring all this to find out what is happening on, uh, on the on the Plostad with the team as they come in there. But I think, uh, again, what this points to, as I said in the, in the opening monologue there, is that again, this is a cultural event. Uh, everything is downstream of culture, including politics and everything else. And this is a rare opportunity for Macedonians to just get out and just celebrate being Macedonian, a Macedonian achievement, in this case being the champions for the uh, for the handball team, and an opportunity for Macedonians to get out there and just celebrate being Macedonian, celebrate a genuine Macedonian victory. Uh, we've been following this, actually, so they played, they defeated Barcelona on Saturday, I believe, is that yeah. correct? Yes. Okay, and then Sunday, yesterday, they defeated the Hungarian team. Yeah, uh, and so, Yeah, and, and so this and this is the second time that they are uh, champions, they have the Champions League title, correct? Yeah, the big one, the first one was in 2017, uh, just as everything was collapsing around here, and this is oh, now right. the second okay. time. Okay, so this is, this is a real uh, opportunity for Macedonians to take a, a great deal of, of genuine and legitimate pride in being Macedonian and in the achievement of a Macedonian team that faced a lot of hurdles. And we'll talk about that in a, in a moment. All of the uh, the stuff that went on behind the scenes actually was it was kind of public as to what was going on with the team and mm-hmm. payments and the owner and, and the opposition of the current government against basically against the team. And yet they have shown the world that Macedonia can make and achieve great things. And I think yeah, that's absolutely. why Macedonians are out on the Plostad celebrating in Skopje and then throughout Macedonia and frankly around the world. 
since you're there, why don't you kind of give us a, a, a an example or, or or talk talk us through, take us through what's going on with the, the team there in Macedonia? Well, everybody's at the square now. They're waiting for for the team to uh, land. They should be landing any minute in. The, Skopje's Alexander the Great Airport, recently <laughs> renamed by Zaev. And then there, there's going to be like a slow procession from the airport to the downtown using these open-air uh, buses we have uh, around the capital and hundreds of cars oh, are right. expected to follow yeah. them uh, across the city. Mm -hmm. I mean, initially they drive on the highway and then through the, through the eastern burbs of the city until they make it to the uh, triumphal gate uh, Macedonia Gate, the square, ah, uh, and this is yeah, yeah. So this is the the welcoming ceremony which was pioneered for the basketball team in uh, 2011, mm -hmm. when they were fourth in Europe, which is also a, a BFD, uh, and um, <laughs> it was ticker tape parade. It was songs. It was everybody. It was out there. It was mad maddening, and then it was, uh, and then. Uh, uh, I mean, listen, we're starved for sports success uh, as a nation. F our football team is, you know, the best uh, thing they can brag about is uh, tying England uh, twice or, uh, I don't know, uh, tying Italy recently, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not uh, the best performing uh, sports team we have there. We have one women's handball championship back in the day with Komatel Jorcha Petrov, but that has been what now, in, in the 90s, I, I think. Mm -hmm. And right. since then, you know, practically nothing, very little to show for. So the basketball team, of course, was a huge thing. Right. Uh, when, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they beat uh, Lithuania, they were, uh, you know, even with Russia twice, it was uh, incredible. It was, uh, uh, and then uh, the, the team which Sergei Samsonenko, the Russian businessman who uh, operates uh, a lot of construction here, some uh, uh, betting, uh, you know, the Russia Hotel. Uh, he, he was supposed to build the two hotels in downtown Skopje, but he's being slowly expelled from the country by the Zayev regime. So he uh, put together this team. He opened up all uh, the floodgates for funding for, for the team. Um, there's one major Macedonian player in the team, uh, Stoyan Chastoilov, the this huge pivot with this contagious smile and uh, <laughs> temperament and the rest is uh, you know solid excellent players from uh, Brazil from uh, Croatia Serbia it's um, but they're all uh, completely in interlinked now with the city and with the uh, with the mood of uh, of Macedonia and the Skopjaners so they, they click perfectly they're uh, essentially heroes in the in the uh, in the country adopted Macedonians obviously and uh, they just, you know, they, they pick you up. They, uh, you couldn't have a, a better team to represent the nation at this point. Well, and, and to your point about the players from different uh, countries and things like that, of course, that's common in the sports world, especially in European yeah. sports, basketball, handball, etc., to have players from other countries come in and join your team. And so that's no issue. Uh, the fact that the, uh, the owner is a Russian, well, in our globalized world, that's the way it works. Money you know, comes in and goes into various countries from every place. Um, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But I think it is interesting, again, going back to the, the issue of culture. And here we are, I was talk we're talking about culture in the sports realm. And just a few weeks ago, uh, Tamara uh, Todevska was mm -hmm. competing in the Eurovision Song Contest and, and did very well. Did respectable, I think, came in eighth overall. Um, yeah. But I think from it's fascinating to see how 
the government of Macedonia put so much uh, effort behind her uh, because she was happy to say, you know, the N-word yeah. and to call the country something it isn't. Whereas Stoyance said, again, that I love that quote, for us and for my country, the Republic of Macedonia. He is a proud Macedonian. He wants to talk about Macedonia and the Republic of Macedonia. And the government is, um, yeah, I saw, I was trying to find a few of the tweets from Zayev and Stevo, and, and I don't think Nikola Dimitrov said anything, uh, at least yet. Oh, yeah, uh, right. I didn't. Yeah, Pendarovsky no. was trying to put on like a brave face uh, that he is actually rooting with the team, but, uh, you know, you can just go through his, to the through the replies to his comments, it's uh, all people telling him to to get bent. And uh, <laughs> Zayev, I think, used Makedonsky. So yeah. he insists that this is allowed under the press treaty, but not Macedonia. But uh, you know the, the adjective, not the uh, yeah. not the name of the country. But right. I mean, Stoyancha was from the start completely against the name change. Uh, you know, politics shouldn't mix with sports normally, but this is so intrusive, so uh, uh, present everywhere, so you just can't get around it. And uh, uh, he became an icon of sorts for uh, for the Macedonian everyman and for Macedonians who resent the, the name change. He would uh, yes. post an occasional comment in this line. Uh, when Whenever he would play, he would insist we're Macedonia. And this all leading up to the major moment at the press conference yesterday when I suppose somebody said uh, the team comes from the Republic of North Macedonia and Stoyanca looks at him, you know, if, if mm-hmm. looks could kill yes. <laughs> in his fashion, this giant of a man, he says, my country, the Republic of Macedonia. And right. you can imagine what effect this had on the thousands who were already at the square celebrating. They were singing songs about Stoyanca all, all night long. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, and I, and I see you talking about some of the reaction. You know, the British ambassador to Macedonia, Rachel Galloway, uh, last night tweeted, um, quote, the streets are going wild for Vardar and Skopje tonight, unquote. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, I had to point out to her, and I'm mm. sure others did. I don't know if she was ratioed or not, but uh, it wasn't just in Skopje. It was throughout Macedonia and everywhere Macedonians live around the world. But she couldn't bring yeah. herself to say Macedonia, of course. I saw some of the other ambassadors, the Dutch ambassador used the, the Macedonian flag emoji and yeah. trying to, you know, get around these things and whatnot. But the, the, the level of enthusiasm for this win by Vardar from the government of Macedonia, from the foreign embassies, the western embassies in Macedonia, and from all of our friends on the, uh, the left, the colorful revolutionaries, etc., has been very muted, I think, uh, as opposed to their support and enthusiasm for Tamara in the uh, Eurovision oh, yeah. Song yeah. Contest. So you mentioned, uh, Svetin, that politics and sports shouldn't mix, and I completely agree with you. Um, I can't remember if you were here in the States when we had the, when the, um, the, uh, NFL started getting more political with the oh, yeah, taking a knee yeah. and things like that. So, yeah. And, and the, uh, the cable television channel that covers most sports here, ESPN, which stands for the entertainment, uh, sports <laughs> and political network. Um, actually it doesn't, but it might as well because they just went to- they've been going total political, political over the past years yeah. and covering various political controversies in sports. And, and it's fascinating because viewership is declining because people don't want to have politics in sports. They want to go and watch their team and cheer them on and celebrate with them when they win and console them when they lose. And in the case of Macedonia, it's not just a, it is, it is a team that's, uh, you know, from Skopje originally, but it represents all of Macedonia and it gives great pride to the Macedonians wherever they live. 
and yet we've got people, as we've just been discussing, that really want to put a political spin on it and talk about, um, you know, how, how um, or they don't want to talk about it, actually. <laughs> they're not, or they're trying <laughs> to talk about it in very delicate ways so that they don't uh, step on anybody's, anybody's uh, toes or anything like that. So that's unfortunate. But why don't you, why don't you tell some of our listeners, because they may not know about the... Um, Kind of the, the the story of Vardar and its background and whatnot. I noticed it was it was started in 1961. Uh, Vardar is essentially best known for the football team, which mm-hmm. started uh, back I think shortly after the Second World War, uh, a few years afterwards, and uh, it it's actually itself a continuation of the famous uh, Macedonia football club from. Uh, uh, before the war from the, and from the war period, but more on this in my farmer's pick uh, a little down the road. And, uh, you know, it's uh, synonymous with uh, Macedonia, uh, with the with Macedonian sports and national pride because it would play in uh, the Yugoslav league, I mean, the, the football team, uh, essentially. The handball team was not so visible and, uh, before Samsoninka arrived, to be honest. But the football team was uh, essentially the embodiment of uh, Macedonian spirit, especially... Uh, when uh, Darko Panchev and Ilya Naidovsky showed up on the scene, I'm, I'm from this period, and they were uh, uh, they won the championship once uh, in Yugoslavia. They were uh, quickly uh, picked up by uh, Crvena Zvezda, the main uh, you know Belgrade-based Yugoslav team, and then went on to win the uh, Champions League in uh, in Europe I mean, in football, uh, um, right. which was an enormous enormous deal for for us. Uh, and uh, one of the things, you know, it, it's since that, since th- those times, it was also considered uh, a cultural thing uh, between Macedonians and uh, Macedonians who embraced and endorsed uh, this more Yugoslav identity, the South Slavic identity, which was being poured from uh, up above uh, in Belgrade. So you would have uh, people define themselves: Do you root for Vardar? Mm-hmm. And by extension, are you a Macedonian uh, true and true? Or do you root maybe in football for Crvena Zvezda or Partizan, in which case you, were be, you would be seen as more Yugoslav? It was ah, a big, okay. big issue in uh, the state television. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Milenko, <laughs> he was uh, famously fired from the television or demoted or something because he would be more uh, into Vardar than into the Belgrade teams. And this was... Right. A major dividing line between uh, between the to the left and the right in Macedonia, and you know this is the 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 fissure we we see even now with this when when Zayev, as you said, is trying to impose the North Macedonian identity onto the country, and they endorsed Tamara, who was giggly and happy to uh, nod and uh, smile and say yes, North Macedonia. I mean, all she had to do was do what Stojanče did and what countless performers, sportsmen. Uh, scientists who would participate, who would represent Macedonia in international fora before her, they all did the same thing. We would be told, you're Firem, and the response would always be, no, we are Macedonia. You would cover up the FYR part of the, if you have a name tag, or, you know, you would get in their face to greater or lesser extent, depending uh, how important you are to the event. If, If they can't have the event without you, and if you are a proper Macedonian, born and raised, you know you would get definitely get in the faces of the organizers and tell them, "Listen, I'm walking out unless you call me by by my name." And right. this is everything that uh, Tamara had to do. Just 
once or twice nod and say yes, Macedon, or, or just use this adjective, which is now the cop-out, which Zayef is employing. It's North Macedonia, but we are Macedonians. She should have focused on this and had the formidable PR machine, which was put around her to elevate this fact that, listen here at this event, Tamara said, Macedonian, we are Macedonians. And, yep. you know, they could broadcast this back to Macedonia and they would have generated much more support among the pub, among the public, even among the voters who ultimately failed, failed her. Let me, let me, I'm going to read a tweet uh, from Mats Staffensen, the Swedish ambassador to Macedonia, uh, from May 19 about Tamara. And then, uh, so let me read this. Uh, he, he tweets, it was a close shot and at Tomara Todeska from North Macedonia looked likely to win after the jury votes. She did a great job Ooh. with her proud, beautiful song indeed, a great PR for her country, even if she didn't win, exclamation point. Mm. So that's what the Swedish ambassador has been very big on pushing the, the, the N-word. Yeah. That's what he tweeted about Tamara. Now I'm going to read to you the tweet uh, that he has put out about Vardar. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sitting down, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. There is no tweet. Uh, <laughs> there, yes, he hasn't said a bloody thing, and nor nor will he, of course, uh, because it of doesn't course. suit his purposes. It doesn't suit his agenda. It doesn't suit the agenda of the globalists and the elitists within the European Union that want to impose their views on the Macedonians. Yeah, despicable uh, is he is. He's actually even still better than his predecessor, uh, who's uh, Lars uh, Vigund or something, whose uh, picture I recently posted uh, on oh, Twitter, I and I couldn't we'll unsee that. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I'll, I'll I'll use it in the in the video portion of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Um, yes, yeah. uh, I'm not sure how Matt seems to. I think he's been there forever. It seems like I don't know when he's yeah, leaving. Yeah. He can't can't leave soon enough, frankly. Yeah, honestly. Uh, right, but, but back I mean, on this Mordor. is definitely yeah, buggering their plan to promote North Macedonia. This is a, a rebellion of sorts. I mean, somebody was jo- half half joking, and you know we are recording this before the actual celebration starts, but if the people decide to do so, and if Stojance invites them this evening, they could easily be in the, you know, storm the government building and reclaim the name for real. <laughs> now, we don't want it. We just want to make clear that we are not advocating storming any buildings tonight. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's that's the, the mood in Macedonia right now as we record this is, is just... People are on fire for Macedonia. and But these, you know, it's events like these, Svetin, that will lead to changing the name back to what the Macedonians chose on September 8, 1991. I firmly believe that, that the name will be changed back in due course. And I'm not talking decades, I'm talking years. But it's because yeah. of events like these that they serve as a catalyst for bringing people together to say, you know what? This is worth fighting for. Macedonia is worth fighting for. And as proud Macedonians, we are just revved up and ready to go uh, to do what needs to be done to right this wrong that has been forced upon Macedonia. And so while there isn't going to be any storming of buildings, this is one of those events where, you know, it brings Macedonians together and reminds Macedonians of why, why they're fighting, why they're making sacrifices, and why this is all worth it. And that's what I hope comes out of this victory. 
Yeah, you can't have this type of raw emotion. Uh, I mean, we were driving yesterday with everybody around Skopje with cars honking. You can't have this type of raw emotion for, for an artificial project like the EU or an even more artificial project like North oh, Macedonia. Yeah. Right. They, they will never generate any kind of emotion or, or support uh, uh, in the public. You're absolutely right, Svetin. The, uh, the artificial project, which is the European Union or this, this forced... Uh, new name, quote-unquote, on Macedonia, the N-word. Um, no no enthusiasm for that. I, and again, I, I, I'm going back, I'm looking right now at some of the tweets from the so-called colorful revolutionaries. Nothing. Crickets. Silence. They are not saying anything about Vardar, whereas they were all over yeah. uh, supporting Tamara. Um, and, and it's and it's it's almost a shame, because they, they they've, I'm sure they feel forced to support uh, the, the, the name, quote-unquote, uh, and everything that goes with it. And, and they're, they're probably repressing within themselves, because there's got, I mean, look, they're human, okay. They grew up with Macedonia. Uh, they felt pride, I'm sure, although some probably weren't even born at, at, on September 8, 1991. Uh, I can think of some right off the bat that weren't born then that were participants in the colorful revolution, so-called. Uh, but they, they must feel some pride for Macedonia, and yet they're probably forcing themselves to, to deny that in a way, which is going to create all kinds of psychological problems for them in the future. Granted, they probably already have psychological problems now, <laughs> uh, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to make it worse when they're trying, when they're trying to repress those, those, those true feelings that they have for Macedonia and adopt this quote-unquote new name or this belief that they are quote-unquote European citizens or worse yet citizens of the world which means a citizen of nowhere uh, you know which is and th but that's what you know kind of taking a 30,000 foot 10,000 meter perspective right now um, that is what the European project people are facing uh, as we as we are recording this uh, Donald Trump is in uh, the UK <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> why do you laugh I just remembered his tweets this morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the yes. hairstyle and everything. Well, well, the funny thing was, I was I was watching some of the news channels this morning at the gym, and um, they were talking about today is the you know the pomp and circumstance. He met with the queen. He went went to Westminster, etc. Tomorrow there's a state dinner tonight. Tomorrow, um, Tuesday is the political day when he meets with you know the leaders of Brexit, the Tories, etc. I doubt Jer Jeremy mm. Corbyn will be meeting with him. No, no. Uh, but t tomorrow is the protest day, so. Uh, the mayor of uh, Londinistan, uh, Sadiq Khan, has mm. made his uh, his uh, is very vocal in his opposition to the president even coming set, setting foot uh, in the United Kingdom. Uh, but the funny thing was, the news channels were pointing out how the protesters are having to be bussed in from around the from around the country, and they're probably being paid, no mm. doubt, by George Soros and others like him to go and protest, much as we see with you know a lot of the protesters uh, in Macedonia that have you know, during the colorful revolution, they were bussed in and they were paid and whatnot, but they just weren't enthusiastic. I'm sure they weren't enthusiastic about the whole thing. They had to be, they had to be paid and they had to be bussed in uh, because they, you cannot generate that genuine pride that comes with something that, that comes from below, that bubbles up from below the organic yeah. uh, belief that is, that is your identity. Um, it's not something that's forced from the top, which is what the European Union is and which is what the so-called, quote-unquote, North Macedonia is. Yeah, if you parrot these talking points which are fed from above, you would get your USAID grant, you would get your government job at this point, you would get uh, 
you know, to work in a media outlet funded by the government or supported by the government. This is uh, one angle which they, uh, these type of people are now pursuing. And the other is obviously they, we had this experience before, we had these people before. They were rooting for Crvena Zvezda and Partizan in the past. They would declare themselves Yugoslav uh, during the census and not Macedonians. Again, for uh, a whole host of uh, benefits they would get from the Yugoslav regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suppose they grew up with this kind of thinking and... Uh, Maybe their children, their grandchildren even at this point are feeling, uh, uh, you know, re- reject the, the Macedonian state and they want, they're looking for a new identity there. This is not the first time they have tried to alter their own identity and the identity of those around them. Mm-hmm. They tried with Yugoslav, now they're trying with whatever, currently European, European, European citizens who knows of the world, what, yeah. They would adopt anything, you know, at this point. Uh, there are such null entities... Uh, and uh, that's why they're resentful. But also, again, some of them are uh, paid to do this. There has been a significant PR campaign around the, the victory. Uh, some of the people on the left would uh, try to promote, uh, you know, try to wave the Vardar flag, try to say we are with Vardar. Uh, some of them, like the Helsinki Committee, they're uh, reverting to another leftist communist tradition here, which is uh, being a stool pigeon, reporting, uh, reporting you to the authorities. They are um, having uh, conveniently placed sources in the crowd, which was celebrating yesterday, who claimed they heard uh, Vardar supporters sh- uh, chanting something uh, about Albanians, and they now insist that they can get you arrested for this this evening. So... Uh, there, the police actually, the interior ministry came out, they sent out uh, a press release saying that if you're heard singing or chanting in a way which is uh, uh, hostile or uh, hate speech, if, if they deem it as hate speech, uh, they, uh, they could uh, throw the book at you. And they're yeah. doing this at the height of the celebration and the uh, national euphoria. I mean, obviously in Europe, unlike in the US, sports is a proxy type of warfare between countries mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you can imagine each country each nation has its songs about the neighboring country in Macedonia it would be Albanians about Macedonians Macedonians about Albanians um, there is one obviously one school of thought that it's much better to let the people have a let out mm-hmm. than artificially trying to police their feelings especially in a country which had war in 2001 an attack in uh, Kumanovo in 2015, and, uh, the pressure to rename, redefine Macedonia has been uh, approved and supported by Albanian politicians in Macedonia and eventually by the, by the Albanian voters. This is all cause for resentment. And uh, there is one song which was uh, an old, uh, you know, Second World War partisan song, right. but it's not a communist song. It's again a national song, a song for Macedonian national liberation. So you substitute fascists with Albanians in the song, mm-hmm. and the left is having a meltdown. No, you can't do this. This is an insult for the Albanians. Uh, this is a pure revolutionary song, and they want to say communist revolution. But no, it's a song about Macedonians fighting for a Macedonian nation state. And obviously, you have to see it in the light of. Uh, 2001 in Kumanova in the in the name change, but then somebody came right. up to propose. Yeah, well, and and you mentioned the diff- some of the differences between the U.S. and and, and Europe. Um, another one, of course, is 
the whole tradition of free speech. Uh, you know, yeah. we're very much free speech advocates here in the United States, although free speech is under attack, especially on the campuses, whereas Europe is not so hot to trot on the idea of free yeah. speech. Uh, and that's unfortunate because when you start cracking down on free speech, well, that's the first liberty to go and then all the other liberties follow after that. Uh, of course, as I've said many times on this podcast and in my writings, etc., there is no such thing as hate speech. Um, yeah. And while I, I, I am not advocating saying whatever you want to say, you, you, you look, we have rights and we have responsibilities as citizens of our respective countries. And there are things you should say and there are things you should not say. But in the heat of the moment, people, people say things. Um, there are genuine racists out there in every country on the planet. They say things. But the, the cure for this type of speech is not arresting people or fining people yeah. or throwing people in jail. The cure for this is better speech. In, in exposing people that do this thing, uh, that, that engage in, in, in speech that might some might find offensive. But, and that's the other thing, is that, you know, there is no right not to be offended. I'm sorry. This is, this is a thing called, this is part of the thing called life. Everybody is, I get offended by things I see every day. Do I go out and, and re report, you know, the offenders to the, to the authorities or whatnot? Of course not. That's ridiculous. So the idea of the various groups you mentioned running around reporting on people is, yes, completely Orwellian. Uh, it's completely antithetical to the idea of free speech, which is completely antithetical to the idea of freedom. And you've got this government in Macedonia led by Zoran Zayev running around talking about how it is quote-unquote pro-Western. Well, you can't be pro-Western if you're cracking down on free speech. I'm sorry. Those two things just don't go together. And, you know, we police our own. We have... Uh when somebody goes above the limits of decency and uh, acceptability, the best approach is to have like-minded people who also come from the left or from the right, depending where this person belongs, and turning on him or her and warning him or her. <laughs> I'm sounding Absolutely. like Monty Python by now. <laughs> and, but, you know, this is the best approach. We've done this. We're doing this. And uh, the left going uh, whole... Uh, uh, Udba on us, the Yugoslav secret police on us, it's not helping. They're actually making it worse. People are getting uh, even more agitated and uh, uh, reacting to their pressure on the expression of Macedonian national identity and this deliberate looking for going after, uh, you know, one or two bad apples in a, in a sea of people out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and people are responding even more angrily and virulently when, when they see who is coming, who is doing this. What type of people are doing this? People who actually make their living uh, out of uh, going after people for hate speech. And in fact, going, they're going after Zayev's political opponents and critics and trying to get them arrested. Somebody had this great proposal to just substitute Albanians or fascists in the song with Severjans, which is now the name for the supporters of the <laughs> name Severna Macedonia. So, okay, okay. let's see if they can, uh, they can try to arrest somebody for, for mocking them as as uh, northern Macedonians. <laughs> well, that's, that's clever. Uh, but again, I think, it, yeah, it goes back. I mean, this, the, the whole idea here you have, again, we have this celebration of a pivotal moment in, in, in Macedonia. Uh, Vardar wins the, the championship league. People are out there genuinely, they're, they're celebrating with genuine pride and passion and joy. And then the government and its toadies in civil society, uh, maybe the internationals, etc., want to try and and turn this into a political event, and and and, and you know, and actually go after people and have them arrested mm. for, f f 
freely speaking, I mean, again, that's not that's not pro-Western. That's totalitarian. And that's a shame. Uh, but they're they're very in a, in a very difficult position. They literally tried to get Samsonenko kicked out of the country openly, and everybody knows it. The, uh, while uh, Vimera was still in charge, they tried to get uh, you know it was a big thing for Zaev and his people to uh, to. Uh, justify the open support he was receiving from the U.S. Embassy by saying that he is the pro-Western, pro-American option, which is ridiculous on its face, uh, and uh, that Vimmer is the pro-Russian option, which is doubly ridiculous and uh, uh, surreal. And uh, because there is no major Russian investment in Macedonia, no major Russian interests, he would point to Samsoninko, who has a couple of hotels, uh, betting stores, I mean, it's a mid-sized business uh, in the country that he's the, the source of Russian influence in Macedonia. They would get media outlets who support Zaev to go after Samsoninko uh, with uh, articles, with investigative reports against him, uh, post his picture alongside Gruevsky. Uh, and then um, Zaev had this horrendous interview for BuzzFeed, which is hilariously part of the a deep state, judging by their reporting, judging by, by what they wrote about Vilas, and in this situation, uh, I mean, it's uh, a site which should be covering, you know, polls, which Game of Thrones characters are you, and cat memes, and they're doing serious politics. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Serious journalism, yeah. apparently. There is a great Onion uh, comment on this, uh, you know, joke on this, that uh, a BuzzFeed journalist was captured in Iraq, and he spent an hour trying to persuade ISIS that he's a, yes, I'm an actual journalist, you know, okay, go to the website, but ignore all the polls and all the girl, you know, uh, <laughs> pop stuff, and just, you know, somewhere down at the bottom, there is serious reporting on BuzzFeed.com. So, yeah. um, they, they um, Zayev had this interview in which he uh, accused Russian interests in Macedonia. Samsoninko was named, not directly by Zayev, but I think later in the article, uh, that they're trying to undermined his uh, name referendum. So he's actually accusing Vardar's fans, the committee, the legendary uh, football fan group from Macedonia, uh, that they're working for Russia, that they're against the name change. In the process, he's actually building them up to high heaven because uh, everybody who is angry at the name change, which is every level-headed Macedonian, is now loving the committee because Zayev is choosing them as uh, his political opponents. And he mm -hmm. gave the interview several days after three Albanian thugs who belong in a violent group which uh, called Shvercari, like uh, mm -hmm. they would say they're football fans, they're essentially a criminal gang uh, in the Albanian district across the river. And they killed a, a, a young committee supporter, a guy of 20-something mm -hmm. uh, in front of his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. They beat him to death. And Zaev is making this, uh, Zaev's police allowed one of them who is allegedly politically involved to flee the country. They only arrested two of them. And uh, everybody is outraged. And then several days after this murder, Zaev goes out and says, uh, well, you know, the committee are working to subvert the name change, to undermine our referendum. They're working for Russia. And everybody is, okay, I love the committee. Three times more after hearing this and reading this. And... Uh, mm -hmm. And Zayev's PR machine is putting a picture of Samsoninko next to a picture of Gruevsky as if trying to damage either of them. And in fact, they're just building both of them up. So Gruevsky had this 
response from Budapest, he says, well, listen, they tried to destroy Vardar, and now they have to Vardar and they have to bow before Vardar, and this is what they get. He said awkward, actually, in this, <laughs> this turn of phrase. He said, well, must be awkward right. for them. <laughs> oh. Well, this is all part of the quote-unquote approved narrative uh, from the uh, from the, the Western elites uh, that have f- forced this name change on Macedonia together with their partners in the Macedonian government. The approved narrative, of course, is that uh, Vomero uh, and their supporters, and actually, frankly, any Macedonian who wants to keep the name of Macedonia and Macedonia's identity, language, heritage, culture, etc., if they want that, then that makes them pro-Russian, and of course being pro-Russian, quote-unquote, is a, is a very bad thing. Uh, whereas Zoran Zaev and his ilk, uh, who call each other comrades at party mm. conferences, are the approved narrative um, pro, pro-Westerners. Uh, which, you know, when you, when you start peeling back the, uh, the, the skin of the onion, the layers of the onion, you see that this is just all a bunch of, this is all a bunch of crap. Uh, it's not true. Uh, you know, going back to the, uh, the referendum in September, um, let's see, that was Mogherini, Merkel, Mattis, I can keep coming up with M's here probably, <laughs> of people who came through demanding that Macedonia change its name. Theresa May. But the, the, oh, May, right, yeah. But Medvedev didn't come through. Uh, there were no oh, Russians yeah, yeah. that actually came through, and yet it was the Russians that were the ones interfering. And that's yeah. just on the surface. You know, we could talk about the stuff underlying, of course. But anyway, that's that's part of the approved narrative from the West, the Western elites that that are demanding that Macedonia change and conform and give up its name and its history and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and that all feeds back into our discussion here about Vardar. So um, I mean, honestly, it all started in 2011 when uh, the basketball team was. Uh, you know, uh, he had this charmed run in uh, in uh, Lithuania, I think, was the championship. And, uh, you know, the entire country is enjoying a, a sensation it never felt before, which is we're winning at something in, in global sports, in a serious sport, it's, it's basketball. You know, obviously, handball is one degree below basketball, as basketball is one degree below football. Uh, and... Um, I'll take your word for that on that. Yeah. <laughs> European. <laughs> okay. Uh, European stuff. And um, all of a sudden, a bunch of people on the left, prominent people, like uh, SDSM deputy party leader Gordon Georgiev, our friend uh, Filip Stanovsky, people like this are in your face insisting that this is all nationalism. There are no Albanians in the team. That's awkward. They're singing a song, you know, somebody is singing a song about Albanians. That's unacceptable. Uh, they, are, uh, they, they were singing a song... Uh, adopted from a Serbian fan song that uh, the field of Solon will be ours again. And it's a joke. I mean, nobody takes it seriously. They were dead serious about this. The left, <clears throat> they insisted that, look at the city. It has a triumphant gate. And we're saying, yes, we're, we plan to use it in a few days when the guys come back. No, but this is like Leni Riefenstahl. This is like Hitler. This is like fascism. Uh, and we're like, okay, it just looks like an, any normal, regular European capital. And as any normal, regular European country, we're winning at something. It's going to happen sometimes. It's statistically inevitable. Just relax, have a beer, enjoy it. <laughs> Not a big deal. Everybody's doing it. Everybody has this slightly in your face at your neighbor when they're sure. beating their neighbor. It's unavoidable. It's how we live here. No, no, no. And... Uh, they friendly competition. Yeah, these systems. Sometimes it gets. Sometimes it gets a little out of hand. 
but you know. And if, yeah. if the U.S. were smart about this, and, and for a while they tried to be smart about this. You remember Phil Ricker? Uh, he did a, a he was investing a lot in trying to show himself at uh, Macedonian national handball team games, and that he's like supporting Macedonian, you know, expression of Macedonian patriotism, etc. But then, you know, he had this horrific uh, um, Senate uh, hearing where he had to denounce Macedonia. Uh, he had this. Um, uh, he was um, there, there was some Greek editor uh, tasked to write negative stories about Macedonia on Wikipedia, and he had uh, Phil Ricker's Wikipedia page. He wrote that, uh, like the first item, the item Ricker is best known about is supporting Macedonian nationalism for attending a football a handball game where the the crowd was singing this song about the field of Solon. And obviously, it was removed from his Wikipedia page because it's the stupidest thing you could put, you could put in, and the least important about him. But uh, this tells you how you know the U.S. tried at one point to uh, try this as an outreach toward Macedonians. But then, uh, w was this the reason they gave up? I don't know. Probably it was never in Phil's heart anyway. He was probably faking it. As long story short, at this point, the only expression of patriotism and national spirit they would allow us to have is uh, this feminist song uh, all-inclusive song at the Eurovision Song Contest and they tell us okay how about if the girl says North Macedonia all the time and we say <laughs> no how about no yeah how about no does that work for you yeah Jesus I mean if, if the system is rotten like Yugoslavia was Yugoslavia did collapse after a football game going badly but it was piled on top of a bazillion other injustices for the Croats. In this case, it was Croats versus Serbs. And they said, you know, the police came out trying to beat up Croatian football fans. And a Croatian football player, Zvonimir Boban, uh, karate kicked uh, a policeman. And this is mm. considered the uh, karate kick heard across the world or across Yugoslavia and which ended Yugoslavia. We do not have such levels of injustices in Macedonia. If we are looking for uh, for this, we would much more or at least just as likely be able to find them uh, Albanians doing injustices toward Macedonians than vice versa. So people were saying, of course, chill, relax, enjoy yourselves. But no, the left couldn't help them themselves. They said they're going to boycott the welcoming reception at the square. Gurevsky said, okay, <laughs> fine. So yeah. in the end, they had to pick up several SDSM members, uh, party members, after all this bad blood which they tried to ingest. I mean, nobody liked people trying to rain on your parade, especially when it's the right. first parade you had in your lifetime. And right. they had to escort several of them with the police, protecting them at the square because of all the horrible things they were saying. So they were there and they were forced to clap through these songs which they were criticizing before about the field of Solon, etc. And this evening is going to be the same thing. Uh, the mayor, Petra Shilegov, who is organizing the welcoming ceremony, he preemptively said that he will not attend so as not to steal the event politically. But, you know, if he shows up, if he tries to say, <laughs> the moment he says N out of the N word, he would be booed off yes. stage and even before that. So he's smart, he knows what's going to happen up. to him. Of course. No, and Zaya won't show up either because he can't. He, it is not, yeah, anyway, that's going to be fun to see what happens <laughs> um, on the square tonight. And we'll, we'll, and we'll save that 
analysis of that for our next podcast. They're just now landing. They haven't landed. Yeah, they just landed. And oh this God. is an hour after they were supposed to land in a very late schedule as it was. So, right. because the, the city of Skopje paid for the direct charter flight, they could have very easily had this event tomorrow. Tomorrow is Ramazan Bayram, the Muslim holiday of Eid al-Fitr. It's a day off for everybody in the country. So mm-hmm. kids are not in school, nobody's working. It could have, they could have just landed this evening around midnight, which was the original plan, have a parade, a small parade, and then have the major town square event tomorrow at noon or something. The weather is beautiful. I mean, it, it could have worked perfectly. But no, the city of Skopje, they decided to have the flight. Uh, they said initially it's going to be at 4. Everybody said, okay, fine, we have a late afternoon event. Then they said 6. Everybody said, okay, it's a bit late, still doable. Then they said 8.30 and everybody was like, okay, you're, we know what you're doing. You want to postpone <laughs> this after midnight so nobody shows up. And the people right. are still at the square and nobody's going to leave. They're, uh, the, the, the team is going to arrive well past midnight, the way things are shaping up. And still everybody's going to be there and it's going to be even more of a propaganda fail for the, for the left. And, uh, more, and yeah. more, of a party, more of a party for those true Macedonians who believe in Macedonia. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, why don't, we, um, why don't we do our farmer's picks and then uh, we will pick this up. Uh, on our uh, regularly scheduled podcast, I should I should say that we were going to do a uh, podcast yesterday, but we were literally overtaken by events. Um, this is changing. the The victory of Vardar is changing. Actually, my uh, my weekly column. I'm going to write about that this week as well. Uh, but why don't we take a brief break and come back with our farmers? And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. This is Tritin Chalimanov from the, the handball capital of the world, actually, Skopje, <laughs> Macedonia. And we have Jason Miko from uh, Tucson, Arizona. Jason, it's time for That's our right. farmers' picks. What, what have yes, you got for well, us? My, yeah, my farmers' picks real, was real in keeping with the whole theme of this podcast, uh, this episode, I should say. Uh, and it's going to be a link to that quote from uh, Stoyance, the captain of Bardar, uh, yeah. uh, in which he said, quote, talking about the victory, he said, quote, for us and for my country, the Republic of Macedonia. And so I think, I think we should put that quote and that link up there so that people can see that and take pride in that. What's your farmer's pick? Yeah, just uh, you have to say, somebody described Stoyancha once, one of the sportscasters, like, you wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley after midnight. <laughs> and I would add, especially if you've been using the N-word around him. <laughs> that's, that's the, and, and before, the best uh, statement he was known for before this was the fake Zeppelin. You know, you, you know about this? No. Uh, there is, he, this, was the, this was hilarious. Uh, you know, when they have these uh, timeouts and the coaches... Uh, you know, giving them uh, tips and uh, what to do in the remaining remainder of the game, and yeah. everybody's chiming in with their suggestions. And there is this sure. move in the, in handball where you throw like a high ball toward the the opposite end of the field, I guess. To and one of your players is supposed to run in, capture it mid-flight, and slam it in the goal. And this is called the zeppelin. And Stoyancha oh, says, okay. "Oh, hey, hey, coach, how about we do the fake zeppelin thing?" And everybody erupts in laughter. It was like, oh, it was the great. best. 
It was vintage Stoyancha. This was <laughs> magnificent. Oh. That <laughs> well, is great. Excellent. Yeah. Well, my farmer speaks is uh, is telling us that we actually in you know in the Balkans history does not proceed in the regular fashion in orderly fashion. It just yes. uh, repeats itself uh, as a farce, as a parody. As uh, uh, <laughs> we're just living all the historic chapters at the same time, honestly. Uh, I'm going to use as a farmer speak uh, the third half, a movie about the oh, football sure. team yeah. Macedonia, which I mentioned before. Uh, this was uh, the pride of Macedonia at the time, the football team of Skopje. And it was, uh, the event was uh, dramatized by uh, Darko Mitevski, the director, in uh, 2012, I think. Uh, we have the, the Macedonian team. They're supposed to play against the Bulgarian team, the, the royal team from Bulgaria. And Macedonia is new, newly conquered by uh, the Bulgarian army in the Second World War. And they're told to take a dive. They're told to lose the game. And uh, uh, this actually happened. It's obviously dr dramatically enhanced in the movie, but um, they actually beat the, the Bulgarian team in Skopje. And um, it's set against the backdrop of the deportation of the Jews, you know, the Holocaust of the Macedonian Jews here. Uh, and uh, the coach of the team was Jewish and he was uh, taken by the uh, Bulgarian army and put on, on the wagon uh, uh, headed to Treblinka, but he managed to flee, come back to Skopje, dies of heart attack shortly after. Uh, in the movie, he's represented, uh, I think he was dying while the uh, Macedonia team was scoring the, the, the winning goal. So it's, uh, mm. it's, uh, there are strong similarities. We're told to take a dive, we're told to shut up and, uh, you know, uh, uh, submit to the uh, orders uh, of the European Union, the American right. diplomats here, all the neighboring countries are on board with what uh, we're being told to do. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have Vardar, which is the historic continuation of, the, of this football team and handball team in this case, uh, coming out of nowhere and pissing on their, <laughs> on their project. And it's, it's glorious. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I, I've seen a, a number of, of Macedonian films. I haven't seen that one yet, and I need to, I need to get that. So that's a good yeah. reminder. So we'll put that link up there. Well, I think um, we should offer our, uh, as, as the Macedonian content farmers, we should offer our congratulations to Vardar and Stoyance and to all of his teammates and to the Macedonian people wherever they live for this fantastic uh, uh, win and uh, being named the uh, league champions. Yeah, here, here. Svetin, great talking to you. We will uh, we will take up the remainder of the fallout of all of this on our next podcast. Yes, take care, buddy. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too. You too. Bye.